This, 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 this is mythical. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to Best Friends Back All Right, the show where two high school best friends try the best friend thing again. I'm Nagin Homaifad. And I'm Stevie Wynn Levine. And today we are going to talk about illegal substances. We're talking about alcohol, man. Drugs. Maybe not drugs. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, dr- alcohol is a drug. I don't know. Do we sound cool? I feel like I feel like um, we didn't really have a ton going on for us in high school to talk about <laughs> all of that. But like, that's exactly how you get people into the episode. You start with, eh, we didn't really have a lot going on. Uh, so oh my god, I, I can't up. wait to tell you guys about all the crazy shit we did in high school. Oh yeah, that's better. How about the crazy shit you did this weekend? How was your weekend? Weekend was weekend was uh, really fun. I did something I've never done before. I went to a golf tournament. Oh. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> so exciting. So really? exciting. <laughs> okay. Tr- hype it up more because right now I'm... Okay. I went to the Masters, which is, I think, the That's biggest... That's like a big deal. one of the biggest, yeah, golf is, tournaments Is that in the, the world. Tiger Woods uh, of it all? Yeah. Tiger Woods was there. Um, a lot of uh, Peyton Manning was there. The Jonas Brothers were there. You should have um, led with the lot. Jonas Brothers for me. Okay, <laughs> a lot of white men. Why? I mean, it why was were you there? Incredible. What were you doing? I was doing? there because one of my college uh, best friends and roommates invited me to go with her. Her family goes every year, and I'm in Georgia this year, and that's where the Masters are held in Augusta, Georgia. Hmm. So she invited me to go with her. And it was a sea of men. What 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 was the vibe? Was it like um a, like a polo match vibe where you like dress nicely and then you like have flutes of champagne and like everyone's wearing khakis? It was a little more casual than that. There were no flutes of champagne. People had like cups of beer or co- cups of cocktails. Okay. Um, and everyone was dressed in golf clothes or like khakis or a sundress. Okay. You know? Tell me so, about the outfit. What oh, what were you outfits. rocking? Did you try and oh. look like a golf person? 100% yeah, no. Oh, no. No, 100% <laughs> no. No, my friend, I was like, so what do I wear? She was like, you can wear golf clothes or a sundress. And I'm like, okay, I definitely don't own golf clothes. So I wore a dress. And the first day, it was so cold. Oh, you went multiple days? Cold. It was a two-day, yeah, I went <gasps> for two days, yeah. yeah. Bold, and bold. 
bold because I know nothing about golf. I mean, so much so that I used to think that the higher the points, the better, when it's actually the reverse. (laughs) (laughs) I've been golfing a few times. Um, One of the times I went golfing, I... I my my performance was was great surprisingly just due to luck <laughs> but then towards the end of the course um I was hit by a golf ball from someone else it was a public course so things were just crazy Fine. and I was there with um Cassie but like a group of guy friends and we had like PBRs that we had hidden and like we were having a great time and then the golf ball came and hit me in the back <gasps> of the leg And it hurt. It was also embarrassing. And then the actions of all of my guy friends and Cassie were to, like, I guess, want to confront this person in, in like, an intimidating, like, what what, what, what was that about? What was that about? Type of thing. And I was like, Like, as if they targeted you? (laughs) I think that there's golf etiquette that was... um, that was missed, and then it just really pissed off all my guy friends and their yeah. khakis. Yeah. Um, and I had a nice bruise. Uh, and then the yeah. next time I went golfing, I wasn't very good. So I think what happened was I got hit mm-hmm. with the golf ball that changed yeah. the course for Change me. Changed the trajectory of your golf life. Yes. Yeah, 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 your golf life. Um, I get it. And the nice thing I think about golf is that it's so male heavy that the line mm. to the bathroom for women is always oh. short. Okay. That was an amazing thing about this weekend is that anytime I had to use the bathroom, I just waltzed right in <laughs> past a, I swear to God, like a 200 person line of men. Great. This is the point where we talk about vaginas. Okay. I was waiting for it. (laughs) I was waiting for it. And here we are. Okay. Well, did you yourself have a cup of beer or a cocktail at at this, uh, at the Masters? Okay. There are two like cocktail drinks that are very popular there. One is called the Azalea, which has grenadine in it. It's way too sweet for me. And the other one is called uh, Confusion, which has, (laughs) get this. Welch's grape juice in it. Okay. I had me a couple of those and had a grand old time. I love how you're like, the grenadine one is too sweet for me. So I went with the (laughs) one with Welch's grape juice. (laughs) Welch's takes me back to the Manischewitz days of my youth, which for those listening who don't know, is a disgusting like Jewish wine that they have at uh, different (laughs) religious ceremonies. But I I think as we somewhat teased at the top, we were good kids, right? We we were pretty decent kids. We weren't running off and uh, doing bad girl things. And for me, <laughs> I think it's because I was always told growing up that teenagers were bad. Teenagers were really bad and they did bad things. And those bad things were drugs and alcohol and smoking. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember this, but behind my house... so. There used to be a trail that kids would take to get to the local elementary school or middle school or high school. And this trail ran through the neighborhoods in such a way that sometimes it was in between houses. And this was a trail that, like, my mom would have used if she was going to school. Mm -hmm. And so by the time, you know, we were kids, the trail... You could you could pick it up in places, but it it was a little bit overgrown or it had been hidden. But there's a, a trail that went through the neighborhood. And one of the parts of the trail 
butted up right against my house. And next to the fence in the back of my yard, I had, of course, a fort. Just one of those, like... You made one yourself? No, you know, like the um, swing set situation where there's, like, swings and then there's, like, a yes, little fort little part. tower. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was like that, just the tower part. Okay. And teenagers had been going uh, up this path and, like, kind of hiding next to the fort area in the back and smoking. I don't know if they were—I mean, honestly— They were probably just smoking cigarettes because I think it probably was too hard to get anything else. But I remember as a kid, I would try and, like, make, like, slingshots and, like, throw things at these bad teenagers. I don't think I ever, like, hit anyone or anything. But, like, I was like, teenagers are bad. Like, that was ingrained in me. And part of the fort play was, like, getting those teenagers out of the back. fort play. Fort play (laughs) is what I like to call it. Um, And, actually, one year, the uh, house next door, the part that butted up against that trail was their, like, garage building. It caught on fire because of a probably a teenager smoking out back. So you teenagers had so are many bad. reasons not to. Yeah, exactly. exactly not like, to want to do drugs. I, I didn't want to be like that. I, I saw the bad side. I saw the fiery saw depths it. of it. <laughs> did you ever did you ever do the dare program as a kid? Or did you just have this like drug resistance education from your back trail? Like you didn't need it. I think I remember adjacent things to dare. Like I remember visits by policemen and 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 firemen. That was part of the dare program. Was it? Okay. Yes. So dare for those of you who are too young to know, it's the drug abuse resistance education program. It's called like re or keeping it real now. That's that's the rebrand. <gasps> really? But we are yeah. keeping it real? Keeping it Capital R, capital E, capital A, capital L. That stands for something. Keeping it real. But the D.A.R.E. program was around for decades. And at its height, Stevie, 75% of schools in the United States had the D.A.R.E. program. Nice. Isn't that crazy to you? I think that the D.A.R.E. program obviously took on like some kind of pop culture like renaissance because it you know the dare t-shirts and kind of the logo they they just print on things now and i think it's yeah the ironic urban outfitters thing. loves it yeah it's yes. like oh you're telling me not to do drugs <laughs> if i'm wearing this shirt i do drugs <laughs> as funny you say that because lots of studies showed that there was little to no impact <laughs> on rates of teen drug use so that was like they spent billions of dollars in a program that actually showed no no positive huh. drug prevention. I have a lot of memories of D.A.R.E. in specifically like fifth grade in my in my elementary school. And there was something called a t- like a National D.A.R.E. Day when everybody in the school would get together and there we had skits and performances. And <laughs> if you were lucky, you were chosen to be a big puppet. Oh. <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> no, really? That's what we looked like. You were we like, were... I, w- I hope I get to be the blunt this year. <laughs> we had to take pillowcases and paint on them like faces. 
and you put them on top of your body. And I remember, of course, I did everything last minute as a kid. I was a big time procrastinator. And it was like the night before or the morning of. And my mom was so mad at me because I was like, I need a white pillowcase from the house (laughs) to become this puppet. And we were dancing around the gym singing the song, D, I won't do drugs. A won't have an attitude. R, I will respect myself. E, I will educate me now. Oh my god. Does that gosh. ring a bell? No, but let's do it, it again. And a remix. D, uh, I won't do drugs. Look at me. A won't I go, have an attitude. R, she will boop, respect boop, herself. Boop, e, I will boop, educate boop. me now. The remix oh my gosh, version the is song. just me going boop. In the background. (laughs) Wow, that is a jam. I can't believe kids didn't do drugs after hearing that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, especially fifth graders. I See, I was terrified. Like, something scared the crap out of me, and I don't know if it was just my parents. It certainly wasn't that song because I've never heard it before, but, like, I – it it reminds me of, like – Maybe you guys sang it in Hebrew. (laughs) Shulamit, take it away. <laughs> uh, no, it was like, God will smite you if you. <laughs> um, you remember they used to come and do the like drinking and driving uh, programming at high school, too. Mm-hmm. OK, that's that was also super scarring because they'd have someone that would come in and they'd have some kind of huge negative experience with a drunk driver. And again, yeah. you're associating alcohol with this terrible thing that's happened. Death. And yeah, exactly. And like so all of that stuff, I was really scared of like what could result and had no idea of like, oh, a sip is different than a full drink or two or three or four. It was just like, yeah, it was like, oh my God, I better stay away from this stuff. Do you remember the first time that you had a drink? I remember, this is not the first time I had a drink, but it's the first time I felt like I was an adult having a drink. And I was definitely a teenager having a drink, but it was, it was at Duke when I went to go visit my sister, because again, freshman year, she went to, she was a freshman in Duke as well. Yeah. So I went to go visit. <laughs> and I remember that I had peach schnapps. Ugh. And boy, did I feel fancy. I mean, <laughs> here I am talking earlier about grenadine being disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Peach schnapps. Uh, I can, I just remember it coming out of there. I think it was in their freezer. And... They poured a little, and I don't even know if it was mixed with anything, but I remember just being like, oh, yeah, a schnapps. It's German, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is an international liqueur. <laughs> and then I was exposed to, like, white Russians, which are basically oh, like yeah. a milkshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anytime I could order a white Russian, which was probably a total of, like, five times in my high school experience, that's actually a really high number. I was going to say, it's where, probably, what, what the heck? It's probably two. And when I say order, I mean, like, ask one of my sister's friends to make it. I didn't know that you I were would. doing all this exploration freshman year, freshman year of high school. No, sorry. I totally gave you the wrong impression. Freshman year of my high school, she went into Duke. Yeah. And so I had four years of opportunity at Duke to experiment in a safe space. Yeah. And the drinking started maybe, I don't know, 
Like I ha- and when I say the drinking started, you mean I the had schnapps? A drink. Yeah. Where, when did the schnapps start? I need to know when the I schnapps started. I think that was started. like sophomore year, or junior year. Okay. And and I had a drink. My sister was not like guzzling me with alcohol, but it was like a safe place for me to try. And I, and I think that's a big part of the, the why I didn't drink. And maybe probably why you didn't. It's like it felt really unsafe. And that's scary. what I'm saying. Like, it was terrifying. Like if I if I am doing this, like I need to be in one place for the entirety of the night. Okay, that <laughs> right? leads me into my first time I had a drink. So you know, I was friends with a bunch of the girls in the grade above us, and uh, the first time I, I don't, I'm I'm hesitant to say got drunk. I would say like got a buzz was right. junior year of high school. And there's one photo from that night, which is very helpful because it triggers my memory. I, by the <laughs> way, at that time, had dyed my hair dark brown because, yes, you know, I went abroad for that semester and everybody was like, I'm getting a tattoo. I'm doing whatever. And I was like, I'm making a poor decision as well. I'm, I'm going to dye my it. hair. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this picture of me with dark brown hair and one of those like, ugly ass like little caps with a poof on it like you know those like drama kid little caps with like the small brims I don't even know what you call them so I'm wearing that and of course a polo and uh and there's soft drinks on the table and of course these liters of soft drinks uh means that there was alcohol that was not on the table yeah so they, this group of girls, and it, it was like a handful of girls, they had um, just started experimenting with with drinking, and I was like the younger one. And so like the mm-hmm. evening was about like shepherding me into drinking alcohol. And it was a sleepover because, yes, ev- like we were smart even at that time. It was like, okay, no one's driving anywhere. Right. No You're one has to be ahead. anywhere. And like you said, I, I feel like it was uh, it was the best possible like initiation because you were in like yeah. a safe space with just girls only in pajamas, like laying on the floor in sleeping bags. And then like <laughs> I just remember, um, you know, when the alcohol started hitting and it starts feeling different. I just remember like laying there and being like, oh, this is what it feels like and I was able yeah. I was in such a space safe space I was able to like vocalize those things I didn't feel embarrassed <laughs> and like right. it was kind of an awesome experience yes was this also was this a sleepover where your crush was yeah oh yeah wow did that do you did that like layer any kind of excitement into it oh of course yeah always it was uh it was that relationship was always like on the edge and yeah. that like always being on the edge is so exciting, especially when alcohol is involved and sleeping oh bags. My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um and it was oh like Oh my gosh. I, I can't remember um what the alcohol was. I know it was cheap and terrible. I kn- it must have been cheap and terrible. Like a vodka or like a pla- yeah, like a Probably. plastic candle of vodka. Or, or was it cheap and terrible or was it nice because somebody took it from the No, parents? no, no, no. This was like a cheap vodka or like a Bacardi situation, I'm sure. You know? Oh, yeah. Like that oh, that yeah. type of thing. So I was always uh, part again, the fear. Fear has a big deal. <laughs> Plays a big role in high school life, but I was always fascinated by, like, 
how people would keep alcohol and the fact that they were consuming alcohol in their homes from their parents. I don't think they did. I think you that think that parents knew always to an extent because okay, that reminds me of another uh, drinking time that I recall, and I don't think you were. I don't think you were there. Do, were you at? One time we got a bunch of vodka at childhood friend's house. I don't remember. Okay. Also, I just love the fact that there were so few memories of drinking that we're like, do you remember that one time when we drank? Oh, yes. One thousand percent. So, okay. So from, and this wasn't the next time I had a drink, but essentially I remember that we got, um, somehow we got a bunch of vodka in childhood friend's basement and it was like a group of uh, girls and this was the following year because I became like the one that had a drink or had some like drinking experience. And yeah. this group of girls, and I don't, I feel like you weren't there, hadn't had any was. drinking experience. So I was like, guys, it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have had stuff to drink and I will shepherd you through this experience tonight and her parents were home it's just that her house was fucking huge and we were like okay we're having a sleepover we'll do it in the basement they won't know they won't know okay so what I recall about that night is trying to um there was one girl and I can't remember who but every time she would take a shot it would come back up immediately and I was like this is a new experience it was an up check Yes, but it wasn't even like, it wasn't like, I'm going to swallow this and then vomit's going to come up. It was like, I'm going to swallow this and it's going to come back. It was so weird. I was like, I'm sorry. In all my wisdom, I've never experienced this before. I don't know how to help you. And then once everybody was like a little bit buzzed, I remember that they were like, I don't even remember who it was, but so-and-so boys are um, up the street and they want to come over. Like, should we meet oh them gosh. in the street? Should we meet them in the street? Yes. Should we meet them in the street? <laughs> and I'm sure, like, this was like a pickup truck situation. And so we all snuck out of the basement, but we didn't realize that her parents had, like, an alarm system. Oh, and when we snuck out of the basement, it alerted them that we were sneaking out. <laughs> and they were like, everything okay down there? And we're like, yes, we're just going on a walk. But like, clearly. for a smoke break. Yeah, clearly we were <laughs> drinking alcohol and then going to meet a group of boys in the middle of the street for a reason I don't know. And then the other thing I remember about that is speculative crush number one. She got very sick. And so I spent a lot of time holding her hair back in the bathroom and I got a um this is so gross I don't even know why I'm saying this I got a (laughs) washcloth and I like wet it so it was super cold to put on her head thinking that like she is in a state at which she can keep a uh uh washcloth on her head nope she was not. It went into the toilet with oh. everything else. And oh. I was like, I don't know what to do right now because I'm the one who's supposed to be taking care of people and who's supposed to know what's up. But I've never had a you friend. Like, you were in over your head. See, and none of these <laughs> stories sound that fun. It's never, it's not like, it's, well, I mean, I, it, it does, was fun. I can but, ima- yeah. but I can imagine like the stress of it all too, like. You, it's fun. It's fun until somebody takes it a little bit too far and then you just don't know what to do. Yeah. Right. And this is the thing with drinking is like, how would you know when that's what okay. was enough? That's the what thing. What was enough? There was zero education about that because all of the, it's like yeah. the abstinence thing. 
all the education yeah. was about don't <laughs> drink because don't it's do it at all. terrible. But no one was like, hey, a normal amount of alcohol to have <laughs> is this amount. Uh, right. which, it's okay to have a cup of something. Yeah, a cup. <laughs> a cup. And the reason I say a cup is because it's not like we were all on a college campus together. Everybody had to drive home eventually, unless you were spending the night somewhere. Yeah. So, like, the reality in Greensboro, it's like, teach us how to drink responsibly. Yes. So that so that we don't get into accidents, so that we can experiment a little bit without endangering other people yes. <laughs> or ourselves. Yes. Because kids are going to try it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time i'm here to tell you about bowling branch sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowling branch sheets get softer with every wash they're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus 15% off your first order with code ODYSSEY. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I have a story about really not knowing how much alcohol to drink, and it involves you, and I don't know if you remember oh, this. Gosh. But before that, so there was a, a, a famous time at which... Oh. We joined you at Duke to visit your sister, and I yeah. I know the number one memory of uh for you of that time because you bring it up all the time. I bring it up all of the time. Yeah, you mean the peach schnapps of it all, or <laughs> no? What I, my sister's birthday? What I was wearing? Oh, I love what you were wearing. Oh my gosh! Can I intro the story yeah. a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> So it was my sister's 21st birthday and she and her friends were all having like a joint blowout birthday at this cool lounge in Durham, North Carolina. And <laughs> and everybody, you know, this was an era of like going out jeans and a uh, or sorry, jeans and a going out top. <laughs> going out top. 
And so I I had an idea of what to wear, and I was trying to tell Stevie and our other friend Lucinda Melvin what they should <laughs> wear as well. And I was like, just go to like Forever Twenty One, and you'll find like any of their tops will do. <laughs> and I think you and your mom go shopping, and. Stevie sends me a picture of the shirt and it's really cute. It's like this red, uh, this green top that's a little bit sheer. It's a spaghetti strap tank top. It's really cute. She shows up and she shows up and that bitch got a lining to make it no longer sheer. To make it a no longer sheer tank top to take away the sex factor. <laughs> And she she basically has like a modesty clothing under <laughs> under her going out top. <laughs> and she still like looks cute. Nude. But it was like God. It was like a, a tight nude undergarment yeah. underneath the tank top, right? Uh yeah. I feel like it basically was like, oh, do you think she has a belly button? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember if you wanted to cover up or your mom? You know, it's interesting because uh, it I I guarantee you there was no part of me that was like, this top is awesome. There's no part of me that was like, this right. Forever 21, like, halter <laughs> spaghetti thing is my thing, and I'm going to rock it. It was yeah. totally like, oh, this is what girls are supposed to wear. I'll right. wear this. And, and right. it's funny that you set it up that, like, you were telling me what to get because, again, it's like – yeah, that that's easy instructions to follow. Like, go to Forever Twenty One and get a going out top. Any top will do. <laughs> and I was like, green one. This green one will work. Yes. And then and then uh, put that underneath. I don't know. Yeah. I think maybe it was probably a mom thing. But no, that doesn't make sense. My because my mom knew my, our parents had to know. That we were going to have a drink at this party. And by the way, I completely forgot it was your sister's 21st birthday because that is big of her. Like to be like, hey, baby sister and baby sister's friends, come to my 21st freaking birthday party bash in your weird ass nude tops. (laughs) Like that is so cool. She's a good sister. Yeah. I don't remember much from that evening. I don't think it's because we had so much to drink because, again, like, we weren't – I don't believe we were drinking in the open um, and or it wasn't – it wasn't acceptable for us to – there were – No. Yeah, I don't even remember drinking there. We may have, I think I don't remember the drinks of it at all. Because the next morning I remember being a little disheveled uh, in some (laughs) kind of way. But we the certainly... lining of the top was all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> things got wild. I never wore that top again. <laughs> I framed it and I said this was the night that I don't remember. Um, well, okay. So your sister also was the cool older sister that provided alcohol for one of the only, if not the only, like quote party I ever had when my parents were out of town. Do you remember yeah. this at all? I have very vague memories of it, so fill me in. Okay. So, again, good kids. This was, I. it must have been our senior year. Or maybe not, because I remember the older girls were there. It was our junior year, I guess. It had to have been our junior year. And I was like, let's have a little sleepover and let's have alcohol, because that's cool. 
And there's somehow, this thing people do. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow uh, your sister, you got word to your sister that like you needed alcohol for this. For some reason, I remember her being there at the start, like as if she helped you drop off the alcohol. And I remember hmm. the alcohol very specifically. It was a few bottles of flavored Smirnoff vodka. (laughs) A few bottles. And maybe I invited like maybe 12 people, but that seems like a little bit more. Like that that was the max capacity of the people who were here. Were your parents out of town? They were out of town. And Mm. it's funny because I was back home recently and my neighbor, um, my like closest neighbor, I saw him And he brought up this story of, like, it's funny because uh, we always knew when something was going on because you had, like, a lot of cars in your driveway or around or whatever. (laughs) And I was like, oh, God, like, he remembers me as this little teenager. And, of course, it was, like, one time that this happened. Right. right. um, And he was talking about how his his mom used to live with him and she was— older and she would like spend all her time looking out the window and she was like updating him constantly on like how many cars were there yeah 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 (laughs) so i remember you and nazneen being showing up first before everybody else and then i remember taking like i'm not exaggerating when i say about seven shots of this (sighs) vodka before anyone got there because i had no like real idea of the difference between taking one shot and seven shots and i was like i'm gonna be cool and when they get here i'm gonna have a buzz and it's gonna be great (laughs) and so um you know people start showing up and this was the time too when like playing drinking games with cards also seemed cool and so people start and this is like it was probably like light outside at this point but people start showing up and i'm drunk at this point because I've had seven shots of vodka and I'm a tiny baby. (laughs) And I remember that art school boy came and he was like, hey, I brought weed. And I was like, oh, my God. We did not account for this. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) this is illegal. And... If the cops came in right now to bust up this dozen-person quiet party where music isn't even really playing, this I would easy. Yes, I would get arrested. I would do hard time, and my drunk mind was like, boom, like it like zoomed in. I was like, oh my god, like I was like, I can't believe you brought this. And of course, he was like, so you What's got your? mad at him. I got upset and very scared, and he was like, right. I'm gonna go down the street and smoke it, and I was like. Absolutely not. The neighbors are clearly watching from their house. (laughs) And I just freaked out that, like, he had something that seemed so crazy. And I ran upstairs uh, away from him and the situation. And uh, (laughs) once I reached the top of the stairs, that's when I was like, (laughs) I'm just imagining you just falling back down. (laughs) <laughs> no, it was so dramatic. And I reached the top of the stairs and I was like, uh-oh, the rest of this night's not going to go very well because I've had seven shots of vodka. I just got very upset. Probably haven't had anything to eat. And then I went into the bathroom and just vomited for the rest oh. of the night. 
my gosh. That was the one party that I had. And I remember waking up at a certain point and some some girls had put me in i had this like bubblegum pink gap sweatshirt <laughs> that was uh that you know the ones that said gap across the yeah, front it with was a with the front pocket yeah it was bubblegum pink and like fuzzy and i remember waking up on the floor of one of the rooms in my house and i had this like gap sweatshirt on and i was like nah, nah, nah. and uh that was uh that was my, oh my party experience so what is wild, like this happened in a safe place in your home, okay, which is on its own, like, you know, great, great. I'm glad you had <laughs> that thing happen to you in your home. What is wild to me is when people our age would do it in public. Uh, t- yeah, tell you me know, about, like, because I, I don't have many memories of, of certainly we weren't drinking in, no. like, the like a real party environment. But do you remember, (laughs) do you remember other people? Yeah. And well, I really just have one experience that has just stayed in my mind since, since it happened, but it was, it happened at one of the school dances. I think it was like a homecoming dance or something like that. I went with, um, I went with this guy and his group of friends. You know, you would go to these dances and then you would take pictures ahead of time. Was yeah. it with your friends or his friends? <laughs> and it was all with all of his friends. And wait, who was they who were? Was this? this was homecoming date. Okay, okay. And so we go to the dance. I'm oh, sorry. We we get to the dance and we're in the parking garage. And this is a group of people who definitely like would regularly go out and go like and and drink. And in the parking lot, they start drinking. And, and you're like, oh, they no. ask me. Oh, yeah. No. And I remember them asking, like, do you want any? And me saying, like, no, thank you, basically. You go, um, girl. This- <laughs> that song was playing in your head. You were like, <laughs> I won't do drugs. I was like, no, I'm sorry. I respect myself. <laughs> Hell yeah. And and it was, it's like, you know, there's a ton of peer pressure. They weren't pressuring me to drink, but the fact that all of them were drinking yeah. was pressure enough. And I remember feeling like a little lame for not joining them, but well, also very worried about like, okay, but we're about to go that's into a what place I was gonna that say. has yeah. full of school administrators, yeah. Yeah. full of like parents that are chaperoning this dance. Who are so, all looking for that. But like that's the exactly only reason they're there is to see who smells like alcohol. Yeah, who smells like alcohol, weed, and who is grinding on the dance floor. <laughs> Those are like <laughs> the things they're there to look for. And so I said no, and they were like drinking by the by the trunk of the car, and I felt pretty awkward. So I was like, "Am I supposed to give them space <laughs> so that they can drink? You know, <laughs> like am I a buzzkill by not drinking?" I was so conscious oh, of like no. not. Making them feel awkward. Were you about al- were me you alone? Not drinking. You were the only one not drinking. I remember being the only one not drinking. So I, I like, I'm in a formal red gown, and I like in high heels that I'm probably uncomfortable walking in. And I remember like taking a few steps away and looking away because that's the only way I could imagine making myself and them feeling comfortable about this situation. So anyway, Aww. fast forward. They've had a lot to drink. And like an hour into the dance, I look over and my date is making out with another girl <gasps> at the dance. But you feet did, away from me. Wh- who? Who? Soccer girl. 
Another oh, girl from the soccer team. Another a girl who recently I was like, she's got to be gay, right? And no, I what? guess not. Not <laughs> if she was making one. out with him on the dance floor, getting it. Right, right. Because that's what that means, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember seeing that and being mortified. Like, oh what my gosh. What a jerk. I think I had a little crush on him too at that time. What an asshole. So I saw this, but you know what? how I dealt with it? Same way I dealt with a drinking in the garage. I looked away, pretended like it wasn't happening because <laughs> I was so ashamed. <laughs> and then I think for me that like the messiness. You, you were like, that's what drinking leads to, making out with <laughs> other girls. If I drink too hard, that's what I was thinking. If I drink too hard, I'm going to make out with other girls. <laughs> in your case, that could have happened. <laughs> But yeah, I just remember being so kind of like so turned off by how messy that looked. Yeah. And it, it was probably like Everclear or something. I imagine For them sure. drinking like some disgusting like mouthwash small bottle situation. And then. Yeah, I bet that make it was nasty. Good yeah. Point. Get it. I mean, don't I get it. I bet his mouth was gross. Yeah. So anyway, so I was I was pretty turned off from from. Public drinking, we private drinking. I mean, house parties were a thing. Totally. I don't recall going to many. I recall going to some. And some were like more like friend hangs at which the main event was like um, uh, beer pong, you know? Like there was like some room where they were playing beer pong. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a bunch of boring people with like fishing shirts and like uh <laughs> croquis is that what it's called you know the croquis on the yeah on your glasses yeah like oakley's yeah. with croquis yeah and like khaki pleated shorts and like a shirt with a fish on it it was like a bunch of those dudes and then like yeah and and i totally i never recall going to one of those things and being like oh, okay i have to drink here it wasn't that type of thing um but there right. was beer do you remember what the beer of high school choice was i don't remember i don't know something cheap because uh, at um syracuse i remember natty light and keystone what is it called the uh, uh keystone i think there's like a keystone light but i remember like natty light like disgusting like if these things are warm, <laughs> like it's not worth picking them right. up. Like, but I don't remember <laughs> a similar thing in high school. Yeah, I don't. Rem- I remember that like people would show up kind of with their own alcohol. Too, yeah, yeah. Because that's the only if you wanted to drink, it wasn't guaranteed that you could find there. But I remember the parties. Like again, like you, I wasn't going to very many house parties at all. But the ones I remember are ones from our rival high school. Because I went to middle school with a bunch of people from oh. that went to our rival high school. I didn't. And so, I didn't go to any of these with you. I don't think so. Yeah, I went to like a couple, and I remember it being a little bit easier to go to actually because you didn't know. I anybody. was. I Are didn't you, know anybody. Yeah, yeah. I knew very few people, and I didn't need to like. I don't know. I, I could feel a little bit more anonymous, and like I'm catching up with that one friend I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Than anything, but. I don't know. People were I I was always kind of like really focused on the logistics of it. Like, okay, you're coming to this party and drinking, but then what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you going to get home in time? How are you going to not get caught? How yeah. Are you do all these things. And so, yeah. The drinking, the drinking experimentation was not a big part of the uh 
of the life in high school. Because I had Science Olympiad Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very important. I had to wake up early. Do you... Okay, so there's a thing about if you're... If you're a kid who's, like, in this, like, good kid bubble and you don't do a lot of drinking or drug experimentation in high school, they say that when you get into college and you're, like, away from your parents and that type of supervision for the first time, you just go crazy. Was that the case for you? No, it wasn't. But that's because I went to a college where everyone else was pretty similar to me in high school, where Mm. everybody was so focused on grades that... Once it came, well, that's actually not true. There were some people, I remember hearing a lot of stomach pumping stories our freshman year. <laughs> but like, no, my uh, my group of friends were, I, like, I think pretty safely experimental. But I didn't, I don't remember going wild. Listen, Syracuse was Did not Harvard. Did you get nasty? Yeah, I think that, again, like, not having a gauge of, like, as an adult human being, you know that if you have a cocktail, you know your limit of, well, first of all, as a 34-year-old woman, I very much know my limit because everything hurts now, no matter what it is. And I'll have a glass of wine and I'll (laughs) wake up and feel terrible. It's coming for you, kids. Um, (laughs) But at the time, like, you didn't really, you still didn't really know your limits. Like, those seven shots of vodka I had and then the night I spent throwing up, I didn't learn my lesson enough. I was like, I guess this is what drinking is. We'll do it again and again. And, like, you know, every weekend you would go into the shared dorm bathroom and then you would see like a random leg sticking out of one of the fucking stalls. And you're like, who was it this weekend? Who's passed out in the bathroom? Um, and it was normal. Um, right. So, yes, when I got to college, that that nobody was uh, not drinking. So, yes, that was right. it was constant. And, you know, unfortunately, freshman year was like when you still didn't quite understand that that you didn't want to hang out at the frat houses so like there were frat parties and there were dorm parties and there was a lot of drinking that went on and i feel like to an extent it's true that if you're uh if you don't do any of that stuff in high school that you'll really go hard but i also feel like everyone else around me was doing the same thing and they had been drinking in high school they had already done it yeah yeah but I certainly made some very poor choices my my freshman year of college, but choices that I think had to be made in life, you know? Yeah. I don't know where I stand on this yet, but I'm curious for you. Like, I don't know if you actually want kids. Do you want children? I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, Do you? if you can think about, yes, I want children. Not right right this moment, but I want children. And so I think about- Do you want to have parent, children right now on the podcast? Do you want to make a baby? Zach? Zach? <laughs> <laughs> Should we do this, honey? Um, but I, I think about what kind of limits we would we would impose for our kids or like mm-hmm. how do we help them experiment or learn so they don't have to learn in the hard way. But then I'm like, you do kind of have to have that terrible experience of drinking too much where you hurt. Yeah. To learn that you don't want to get to that point. Yeah. I don't know. I, f- I feel like parenting is going to be really hard and to, f- to figure out, like, how do you protect your child while also that That's how you to get to be where... um, the parent that says, if you're going to drink, I'd rather you drink here. That, and, but you uh, that mm-hmm. also is not appealing to be that type of parent. So, like, yeah, I have no idea. See, this is why because, I don't want Because kids. it's also illegal. Did you know that as a parent, like, if you if the party is busted oh, yeah. and you were there, you could get in trouble. So I'm still going to be afraid of the cops at 
30 some or 40 some years old. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's anyone who's uh, of legal drinking age who is around minors drinking is responsible ultimately for the minors drinking in the situation. I mean, if so you that get drama school it, teacher, you that should, drama school teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah. You should. Really um, was pushing the limits. I feel like if you were to take the dare song and mm-hmm. and and make it more like whispery, slow it down some some uh, BPMs. I can do that. Okay. Uh-huh. And then what you're going to want to do is when you have a kid, that becomes the lullaby. So mm. and then and and then when they're old enough to not have lullabies, then you start telling them stories and the stories are dare provided stories. And you're just you're seeping this into their conscious so that as they grow up, they're remembering that they can just say no. D, I won't do drugs. A, I won't have an attitude. R, it just doesn't have the same ring to it, but I really love this idea. Of Wait, A, threading was, it. A was attitude. I missed that. <laughs> yeah. A was I won't. I won't have an attitude. Yeah. I won't is. have an attitude. <laughs> Oh my gosh, and the first stanza of the song is, people can tell me what they've done, maybe some things, maybe none, but people can't tell me what to do, I will choose the way that's true for me. Wow. This program was all about how can we empower someone so much that they don't fall victim yeah to insecurity which leads to drinking they crazy so that they're gonna sit in the front seat while everyone drinks in the uh in the tailgate (laughs) so looking back at our adolescent uh alcohol and drug journey is there anything that you would do differently i think when i look back on times in my life where I could have been a little wilder or tried different things. It's really, I was, I didn't realize that doing that thing wasn't going to change the trajectory of my life. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it really wasn't a big deal. I could have had really a lot more fun stories to share with you guys. (laughs) No, but (laughs) I I mean, and we'll get into like, this like path to to college, which obviously you took very seriously, at winding up at Harvard. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I sometimes look back at my high school experience and go, yeah, what what else could I have fucked up that would have been really fun? And like, you know, in in mul- in every episode that we've done, I've had that piece of me that's like, oh man, like, I mean, not that I would have come out in high school, but like, it's we took things so freaking seriously. Yeah. What would have happened if we didn't take things that seriously? seriously. You know? Yeah, totally. All right. All righty. Well, I'm going to go get drunk now. Um, I have had to go to the bathroom for the last 30 minutes. So (laughs) I am so excited to wrap things up. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Best Friends Back All Right. This Sunday, April 24th, I want to remind our listeners that our very first episode of Inside Eats with Rhett and Link on Food Network premieres at 10.30 p.m. Uh, The guys go to Chipotle and ask, what does your Chipotle order say about you? We had so much fun making this show. I think you'll have a lot of fun watching it this Sunday, April 24th at 10.30 p.m. M, and you can catch brand new episodes of Best Friends Back All Right every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss an episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review. If you're not, well, 
Anyway, you can follow at Mythical Pods on TikTok for clips to share with family and friends. You can follow me at Nagin and Stevie everywhere at Stevie W. Levine. And of course, you can hear me every Monday through Friday on Good Mythical Morning with Rhett and Link at YouTube.com slash Good Mythical Morning. I'll see you there.